Hi, welcome. My name is Fatima Concepcion Peña, and I'm your host here at Clarity Over Comfort, the podcast. Now, you may be wondering, what is Clarity Over Comfort? Um, Well, basically, I got the name from a painting that I made um, while I was going to school. It was for one of my projects. And I guess the idea behind the wording is uh, the fact that I, in my personal life, have been in the search of answers. Been searching for answers about myself, what I'm meant to do, why I'm here, you know, all that good existential life questions stuff. And, you know, it's kind of hard to find these answers to your question when you're constantly in a comfort zone. So that's what this is here. This is me stepping out of my comfort zone, out of what feels safe to me, what feels comforting. And um, just letting it all out as it should be. Sharing my opinions, my knowledge, my pain, my joy. Just really, uh, I guess, showing you who I am. Maybe figuring out who I really am or who I'm going to be along this journey. And of course, in hopes that maybe, just maybe, I'll create a community with you where we got to interact. I recently made uh, an Instagram account for this very podcast called Clarity Over Comfort. So if you feel so inclined, you can go ahead and follow me on that. Um, I'm not sure if I'll make any other social media accounts for this podcast quite yet, but I will update this recording uh, when I know. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Hey! Alright. So, before we begin on, you know, this episode here, I just wanted to uh, throw out a few disclaimers there. There is going to be mention... It won't be descriptive, but there will be mention of, uh, so this is a trigger warning, by the way. Uh, there will be mention of, uh, sexual assaults, maybe suicide. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but I thought I would take the precaution to do so, just in case there is someone that could be, you know, affected by that discourse itself, um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, but um, just to preface today's podcast, today's episode, um, I've been kind of stumped on what to talk about, and um, I don't know, I already have, at this point in time, today's uh, July 26th, at this point in time, I do have an episode um, active on my account right now. Um, I'm most likely going to delete it once this 
uh, particular episode is uploaded. Um, it's not too bad. It's about an hour of me babbling on about my confusing ass feelings and how I don't know how to verbalize them. And it's kind of, it's kind of broad and vast and just sort of me rambling on. Um, so that might be like zilch. This is most likely going to be the first episode you come into contact with, hopefully. Um, so yeah, but about this particular episode, (sighs) what to call it? There's going to be mention about pain, about destiny, and I think to start it all off, I want to read and maybe even speculate on, uh, I guess, just speak out a version of what I would say to you, which is something I wrote down today in regards to a few people um, in my life currently that, uh, you know, have once again shifted how I perceive them with their actions and their words and um, they've been really quiet towards me really quiet and I remember after this incident where I found out everything I haven't seen them around for a while like they stopped coming around here for a while so around my house and stuff so it's just it just makes me wonder you know like why there's that distance but I know why there's that distance you know and I just I just know that um I personally would not be able to get to say everything I want to say if I told them this in person. So I'm using this platform as a way to voice that. And I'm hoping that, you know, naturally I'll be able to segue between my points in doing so so let's give it a try um i'm gonna go ahead and open to the writing that i wrote today and um it's not gonna be an exact reading from this but god i'm feeling very emotional right now um okay Maybe I will just read because it's it's a lot and I just, if I'm in my feelings too much, I won't be able to convey it in a way that I really want to. So, what I will say to you. I've always been a quiet kid, always observing, knowing that participation wasn't for me because those around me don't listen to kids, so what's the point in trying? Of course, despite this fact, I did have opinions. Boy, were they strong. 
some have changed due to new information, and some were simply doormat due to situations changing. But you, and you know who you are, may be asking, well, what does that have to do with me? I'll tell you. But the real question is, will you listen? Will you allow yourself to really hear my perception of you? Are you ready to take the time to realize that maybe, just maybe, you're the abuser or the abuser's sympathizer in my story and not a victim in the least? Did that sentence trigger you? Are you upset that I called you that? Most likely. If you can't listen, then please stop here because I'm really going to hurt your ego if you continue. But, you know, I can't control you. So here we go. gosh a lot of this is really mean you know and before I continue I want to say that what I'm about to say truly is coming from a place of love it's coming from a place of love because I I see you and I know I know that deep down you're just someone that's holding on to their pain so hard. You're just someone that doesn't know doesn't know what it's like to live without the pain, to let it go. You're scared of what might happen if you let go of the pain. What will you have left? You know, and and I don't blame you. You may be in denial about it. You may think, oh, this is just the way that I am. Oh, you can't ask someone to change. You can't expect an apology. But to me, when you say that, that sounds like a projection. Because when you were younger and when you felt like you deserved an apology for the wrongdoings done to you, you didn't get it. And so right now in this moment, when you're facing me, you don't want to give me that apology because that kindness was not uh, directed towards you. And I'm sorry you're in so much pain that you feel that uh, causing pain to someone else is valid. rather than what it actually is, traumatizing, invalidating. You're a survivor, and so am I, but you choose to invalidate my pain. For what? Yours is worse than mine. You've been through more than I have. I don't understand your pain. Is that why? 
We may have not lived the same life, but it's not that hard to hold space for someone who is in pain, who is drowning in it. And people in your life stood before you, tried to have this conversation with you, not to make you feel like a bad person, but to remind you that you don't have to be this way. You don't have to act the way that you do. You don't have to endure what you endure. Sometimes it is a choice. We are co-creators of our lives. We're co-creating with the universe, with God, with this higher power every second of our existence. And in every moment that we're alive, we have the power, we have the ability to make a choice and to change the course of our own lives. So I'm sorry if you saying that this is just the way that I am. This is just the way that I am. I am who I am. And basically saying that you're not going to change. And that I can't expect you to change. And you're completely right. I can't expect you to change because it's not, that's not my choice to make. It's yours. But don't try to act like the way your life is right now is your fate is something out of your control, something that you've just accepted about your life. Because truthfully, you chose that life. You chose it. You chose your own fate. That's why it's your fate. And it'll continue to be that way unless you take a look at yourself. You look inside yourself and you look at all the ugliness inside yourself. And you acknowledge that it's there. And you take accountability for that. Otherwise, nothing's going to change. You're going to be miserable. It's going to be the same thing over and over again. You'll continue to have things to bitch about. So I guess that's one upside for you, right? And don't get it twisted. This is for both of you, not just you. (sighs) But back to what I was saying. I can't control how you choose to be. That is your choice. And just like how it is your choice to choose to be however you want to be, it is my choice to exercise boundaries. Now, what do I mean by boundaries? I mean, 
if there are people in my life that don't align with the type of energy I'm trying to create for myself, the type of life that I'm trying to create for myself, if you're not in alignment with that, well, the only thing there is left to do is to keep that out of your life. So just like you're free to do and act and behave and be whatever you want to be, I'm free to exercise my right to not be around you. It's called boundaries because, you know, I we're just not on the same wavelength at the end of the day. And if I continue to surround myself around you the way that you are right now, it's just going to hold me back from what I actually want to do in life. There's no way that I could be successful being around someone that is okay to be in the same place their whole life, to never grow, to never change. I can't do that. There's too much at stake for me. And, um... In regards, <laughs> I need a moment. Okay. So you're still wondering, I don't know how this has anything to do with me. I'm pretty sure you still are because you're hearing all of this and it's like, okay, you're just babbling about how you need boundaries and whatnot. Okay. You have this martyr complex where you give and you give and you give and you give to everyone else. The gag is, is that you actually want something in return. So all your altruistic um, deeds aren't so altruistic because you want something in return. That in itself makes your intentions for giving unpure. And, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to want something in return. You know, to want some reciprocation from the people in your life. That's not what I'm saying. You should receive some reciprocation in your life when it comes to the people you love. But something that you don't understand is that you're overexerting yourself for people. You could be investing in yourself. You could be investing in things that can make your life better. That can make it more enjoyable. More fun. That can make you truly happy. You have the means for that. But you just give it all away. And I think think I don't exactly know but in some way I feel like you know that people can't match that energy because 
people have other priorities. And I don't know if what you want is to be everyone's number one priority or if you just want to have like the quote unquote bragging rights about how you always give so much but get nothing in return, how everyone treats you like shit, no one gives you anything in return, no one appreciates you. Like, so my question is, which one is it? Like, do you actually want something in return or do you just want to make people feel bad for you? I can't tell. And while we're on this topic of, you know, what you want out of something and you wanting people, maybe, maybe you want people to feel bad for you. I don't know. I don't know what goes on inside your mind. I don't. I honestly don't even know you that well. I'm pretty sure my mother knows you a lot better. But. So. I'm sure you guys know. And I'm about to say this to an open channel where anyone can listen to this and they'll know that yes I was sexually assaulted as a kid and yes I was someone in the family now I know there was a moment of silence when you guys found out, but my question is, one of you guys asked specifically if something happened to me. So what that tells me is that that person had some kind of inkling that something probably happened to me. And that person knows that it happened in their house. So that tells me that you guys weren't innocent and all that. That you guys didn't know. I'm not sure about you, but I'm sure about her. And while we're on the topic of sexual assault survivors, I know that you're a sexual assault survivor. I know that she's probably a sexual assault survivor. So tell me, how do you justify telling another sexual assault survivor that she shouldn't expect people to change and that she shouldn't expect an apology from those that have hurt her? How can you look her in the face and tell her that? Not only that, but tell her instances. 
give inclinations that you probably knew while simultaneously denying that you knew anything and asking, why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you tell us? Did you not trust me? Did you not think I was going to do anything? And then right after that, I actually don't know the timeline of that conversation, but somewhere in the mix, you decide to say, well, they were probably sexually assaulted when they were kids. And then continue to have a conversation about, oh, pobrecitos. What if it happened to them too? Right in front of one of their victims. Right in front of them. Do you not feel shame in that? Do you not feel bad about that? About invalidating someone that you claim to love so much. You invalidated that person's pain. That person's experiences. You invalidated what happened to them. And you want to say... You want to say all these things about how you didn't know. And why didn't we say anything. There are other people in my life that handled the knowledge of my sexual assault a lot better than you. Than you too. All that to say, I'm angry. I'm so angry. And disappointed. And. You know. There was a point in my life. Where I perceived you. In the same way that I perceive you right now. And I changed my mind. Because you guys came back in my life. And you acted like you actually loved me. And that you cared about me. And that you were there for me. Even though. I didn't open up to you. When we did come back into your life, I guess that was a good move on my part. Now, to segue from this uh, personal writing to something that happened a few days ago. Um, and it relates to this because it's uh, relating to emotions. Um and I think it's kind of nice how this conversation happened because, you know, I may not have voiced it in that instance, but it gave me a lot to think about, you know, because it wasn't something that I really thought, like, I don't know, when it comes to emotions, I, I've always thought of them as necessary, you know, to process pain to process, you know, any type of emotion that you need to process. 
you know, like I, I always saw emotion as something very important. And, you know, I guess that's understandable why I've been so exhausted lately because I've been going through a lot lately, as you can tell from the last 25 minutes that I've been talking about this very difficult subject. You know, and uh, since 2020 started, there's been conflicting emotions about this. And I've been playing so many scenarios in my head. And I've been thinking about what I want to say and what I want to do and how I feel. And, you know, doing things that I never gave myself an opportunity to do in the past. And, um, yeah, so just to give a little background, I had a conversation with a friend of mine a few days ago, uh, Natalie, if you're listening, hey, what's up, um, little shout out there, um, but, so I was talking to this friend, and, um, well, we were hanging out. And I had given her a reading, and she was giving me one. And, you know, like most of my readings on myself, uh, this reading was really hard for me in the beginning because it had a lot to do with uh, things that I was going through. And she mentioned that she saw a lot of stagnancy in the reading. And, I mean, I perceive it a little bit different. Um, but I can see why she would see it that way. It's just a matter of perspective, I guess. I totally appreciate the reading, though. Like, the insight that you gave me has been really amazing. Um, and it's allowed me to reflect a lot on my own feelings and the cause of them and how I feel about feelings. (laughs) But, um... Uh, She said that she feels emotions are kind of unnecessary. And you can go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong, Nat. But uh, something to that extent, right? That uh, emotions are kind of pointless or unnecessary. Uh, Specifically, anger is completely unnecessary. And it's like, I can understand. Being angry is very exhausting, Um, But I think it's only exhausting when it's not expressed. So um, being someone that never felt like she could express her emotions freely, um, you know, that shit becomes very pent up. And of course it passes and it comes in waves and all that good stuff. But um, anger kind of lingers and... uh, Particularly with this uh, situation that I'm going through right now, um, anger is very specific. No one's angry just in general. You know, like you're when you're angry, you're angry about something very specific. And it usually has to pertain to a specific person. And, you know, that anger can go away for a while, but then... In some instances, if it's not dealt with, it comes back the same way. 
you know, and for me, I feel like it's very important to express anger. Obviously, keeping it pent up inside you and not explaining yourself and not releasing, not purging that anger verbally, not, you know, talking with friends about what you're angry about, not, um, you know, doing something physically to get the anger out, um, not doing any of those coping mechanisms can be very uh, detrimental to a person. Uh, I'm speaking from experience, of course. But all that to say is um, that I think anger is very important. Anger is important when it's expressed, and it's the same thing with everything else. Happiness, um, sadness you know, nervousness, like literally any type of emotion that you can feel, any word that you can use to describe how you're feeling, all of them are so valid and they're meant to be expressed. You should be able to say how you're feeling to your loved ones. You should be able to express how they make you feel And it shouldn't be a big pedo. You know, it shouldn't be a big deal that you feel a certain way about how, you know, another person does something. Like, to give you an example, um, like with my dad particularly, uh, he gets upset with me when, uh, let me backtrack. So sometimes my dad likes to either, like, mess with my hair or, like, he tries to be playful. Um, but I've always had this weird thing with my ears. I Like, since I was a kid, I've had, like, a weird phobia about ears. And um, that's made me very, like, sensitive about my ears. Of course, more recently, um, I've I actually been able to wear earrings myself, whereas before I, like revolted wearing earrings and um now I can actually kind of wear earrings and be okay about it but basically I don't like my ears being touched it's a weird thing it's really random but I don't like it and sometimes he does that and it makes me uncomfortable and I feel like I can't express that it makes me uncomfortable because uh one time I made a facial expression showing that I was uncomfortable and he He took it in a bad way, of course, if I would have verbalized, hey, I don't know why, but this thing makes me uncomfortable. It's not you specifically. It's just I don't like my ears being touched for some reason. I'm sure if I would have explained that, then maybe he wouldn't have received it the way that he did. You know, and I feel like that's that's an issue that a lot of families have is that, um, you know, there's no... There's no conversation. Like, we feel like we're not allowed to talk about um, our feelings, like, openly. Like, in a conversation setting. Not an argument. Not yelling at each other. Not, you know, reactively. But just having a conversation about, like, hey, it makes me uncomfortable when you touch my ears. I don't like people touching my ears. I don't know why. It just makes me feel very uncomfortable. Please don't do that anymore. I would appreciate it. And then, you know, him being upset with me because I 
made a face would have been avoided in that case, you know, but of course, like, it's not, it's, it's something where I guess, at least in my family dynamic, we communicate with each other more with like expressions and stuff like that, rather than actually talking. Um, and so a lot of the times, um, you know, things can be misinterpreted by the other person. You know, you make a face and the other person instantly thinks, oh, why are you upset? Or something like that. And it's not even really that. It's just, you know, someone's uncomfortable <laughs> for that instance. But, um, you know, I, I just feel like there's just a need um, to be able to talk about one's emotions in a calm conversational setting and for that to be valid and for everyone listening to listen and not sit there thinking of what to say back but actually listening to what the person is saying and then asking for clarification where needed you know because the whole point is that you need to understand the other person better and instead we're just trying to eliminate conversation altogether and just be like well just get over it well just bear it like i don't think that's very healthy you know that we just have to put up with things that can make us uncomfortable or things that make us upset or you know a situation or something that just doesn't work for us or that stresses us out or you know is detrimental to our peace of mind in some way and that's something that i i guess in my own family life i've been trying to work on and work with and i you know i try to have like open conversations and try to mediate in the best way that i can you know but um I'm hoping that in doing so, that kind of inspires my family members to do that with each other so that I'm not always the one that has to mediate things, but that they learn how to mediate things themselves, um, you know, because it's important. Like, I know when it comes to my family life, we don't want each other to be unhappy. You know, we want everyone to be happy and to be comfortable and everything like that but you know we need to actually take steps to recognize and listen um when it comes to emotions and it comes to feelings because we need to know how all parties feel to be able to properly make sure that they're comfortable and that they're at peace and that they feel safe you know, and that's something that should be cultivated in all households. But, um, you know, there's not, there's not enough, there's no, like, there's no classes that can teach you how to be, uh, you know, like emotionally intelligent or how to just communicate with um people around you with your family with your friends and stuff like that and a lot of the time dysfunction just 
runs in our childhood and we grow up thinking it's normal and it's not and you know maybe I shouldn't be feeling anxious all the time maybe you know my feelings are valid my opinions are valid maybe I deserve to be heard you know and It's just everyone experiences it differently and there's similarities, of course, but there's, it's very damaging. And I think we're, um, we're in a generation of uh, hopefully recognizing, you know, the pain that has been caused to us and maybe the pain that we've caused others. We're recognizing um, we're recognizing where we need to implement change in our lives to create a better environment for ourselves and for our loved ones. And um, we're just trying our best, you know, we're trying our best to um, create um a more encouraging, a more safe, a more accepting and validating environment for, you know, future kids to come. At least that's what I I hope you guys are all doing. And if not, um, thank you for being open to the possibility by listening to this episode. Uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, it's really important. Um, You know, like a lot of things that we've been through as children, a lot of things that, you know, our parents, our grandparents, our great-great-grandparents have been through as children um, is actually very traumatizing. It's very traumatizing, and that passes down through blood. It's in our DNA. All of this trauma is in our DNA. And personally, I feel like there's there's... There's so much time. Most of my life, I feel like I've just been feeling all of this pain constantly. You know, because not only am I not expressing my own pain, but I'm not... I feel like that in itself shuts off the expression of pain because, you know, everyone has their way of expressing pain and we... We lash out sometimes because of our pain. And, you know, I, of course, have lashed out a few times in my life. And every time that I've lashed out, I've been seen as a really bad person because of it. You know? Um, And I'm going to show my ass. I really don't care. You know, I feel like that's kind of part of the journey. You need to kind of have some rock bottom moments for you to realize, you know... For you to realize that like hey this isn't this isn't the way it should be um and i remember when i graduated from high school um i was going through a breakup and uh on graduation day it was very emotional you know because i i had all these feelings about this person that i that had just broken up with me several months ago 
and I I didn't take the time to deal with it because I'm very much an emotional hoarder. I'll bury it in a deep dark hole. Uh, the only issue is that deep dark hole was um, at capacity to say the least. And you know, for me, it was all very emotional, and I didn't want I didn't want to be there. You know, because we were both at the same school. I didn't want to be there. I felt like shit. I remember I said hi to some freshmen. And then I went looking. I was very fixated on looking for an army recruiter. And so instead of, you know, hugging my family and taking in that moment with my family, I was fixated on finding this army recruiter. I'm sure that hurt them, you know, and they felt like, what the fuck, dude, you know, and understandable, you know, but my mind was preoccupied and I was just really upset. And then I saw one of my friends after that, we, we took pictures, of course, but like my family were really upset with me um but we still took pictures we were supposed to eat afterwards at a restaurant but um it was just my parents and my sister and the other family members ended up not showing up because they were upset with me and that they didn't want to be around me for the rest of the night again completely understandable i wouldn't want to be around me either i was being I was being a brat, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but, um, yeah, I didn't want to be there either, I was really upset, I just wanted to go home and cry, um, and then, uh, one of those other family members ended up messaging me and voicing, you know, how upset she was with me and with how I acted and that, like, I tried to hug you and you didn't hug me and you rejected my hug and, you know, this was supposed to be, like, an amazing moment for you, and I wanted to be there for you, and you just rejected me. And, you know, that... This is a person that I care about so fucking deeply. And for her to, like, say that to me, like, it was completely valid, of course. You know, like, the way I acted was just really dumb. I I wasn't prioritizing the right things, I was very emotional, you know, and I remember the next day I was crying and I apologized. I apologized to my dad. I apologized to my mom. I apologized to my sister. And, you know, I think I eventually apologized to them over it because I really did feel bad because, you know, I didn't make I didn't mean to make them feel the the way that I made them feel and um it wasn't fair to them at that time you know so it you know so I've I've been low I've been low um and that may not seem very low but it was it was a whole battle <laughs> so that was that was something that like basically tells me that 
that was one of the instances that I realized, you know, that projecting my pain onto other people is unfair to them. I think that was definitely one of one of the moments in my life that made me realize that, you know, that it's not fair to project my pain onto other people. And which is why I'm making this podcast in the first place. It only took me four years, but I'm making it now because, you know, two years after I graduated, I just, uh, I decided to just focus on school and uh, I didn't do much else. You know, I didn't want to deal with my emotions, really. I didn't want to deal with anything having to do with my emotions. I just wanted to block it out. And I guess in a lot of ways I did. doesn't mean that I stopped crying. I did cry a lot, you know, but like I wasn't really dealing with my emotions. I was more upset at myself for not getting over it faster, which in itself is another thing, too, because... There have been many instances in my life where I tried to express my pain and someone in one way or another tells me to stop or that it's not that serious or that I'm overreacting or something like that. And, you know, I guess that's just something that happens to fire sign energy because the way that we express our emotions tends to be too much. Um, and so I've kind of internalized that where, like, when I'm in pain now, I don't want to feel it anymore, and I get mad at myself when I'm not over it sooner rather than later. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry, I've been rambling on a little bit, but I hope what I've been saying has some kind of substance to it. But that just brings me back to the point of uh, the importance of feeling, you know, because it's, but there's, in that statement itself, there's a difference between feeling your feelings and um, reliving your trauma or your pain. Um, You know, the whole point of feeling emotions, particularly like angry or sad or disappointment, you know, typically considered quote unquote, the negative emotions, excuse me. Um, Particularly with dealing with that, you actually have to express that verbally most of the time, right? So like if you're upset with someone, it makes sense to let them know like, hey, I'm angry at you which is something I have to work on myself because like I like when I'm mad at someone I just ignore them for a while until they get over it because I again it's just me invalidating my own feelings and emotions and feeling like I have no right to be mad or something and again which is why I feel like it's so important that you should feel angry and sometimes it is very valid to feel angry um but also discerning whether anger is valid or not you know sometimes anger comes from a place of projection where you're in pain so you want to blame someone else for something very minuscule because you're upset about something unrelated to them um of course that 
is unfair to the other person because they really didn't do anything. They did something minor and you're blowing it to the proportion of whatever betrayal, whatever pain that has been inflicted on you. Whereas if, you know, a person says, does, says or does something that hurts you or that, um, well, yeah, that hurts you emotionally or physically, and you express, you know, your anger with that, your your sadness with that, your disappointment with that, that's completely valid. You should tell people how they make you feel in regards to certain situations. But if it's like, if you have anger that's unrelated to a person and you just want to be angry at them for any little thing, that's that's completely unfair. You know, and that just calls for... Um, what's it called? Uh, just accountability and discernment. You have to be accountable for your feelings and be able to sort out which feelings are appropriate. You know, you need to make sure you're expressing the right feelings to the right people is what I'm saying, right? You need to keep your shit in order and attach feelings to its appropriate uh origin am i making any sense i have no fucking clue at this point but uh i don't know it it feels right so i'm gonna keep talking um wow i've talked about a lot of stuff and uh this came out a lot easier than i thought it was gonna come out um i don't know Uh, To end it all, I guess I just want to say, you know, (laughs) if you care about people, if you love people, because we all love someone, right? We love family members. We love friends. We love uh, influencers. You know, there are certain online relationships that we've cultivated now thanks to technology. And, you know, in that way, you can love someone that you've never met before. You know, but we all do love someone and we all do care about people in our lives. And I feel like the right way to uh, maintain relationships and to uh, cultivate a better environment in your relationships is to first of all get your emotional shit together and that's not it doesn't have to be as difficult or as you know mind-numbing or as mind-racking as um, a lot of people make it out to be you know it's just accountability 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 is so fucking hard um i don't know if you guys are interested in astrology but obviously a lot of my followers on my personal account uh there are some people that are into astrology so if you end up following me on instagram and then fall and then listening to this podcast right now you're you're probably familiar with astrology but in my personal chart I have a lot of fixed energy. I have a lot, a lot of fixed energy. I got I got the Taurus, I got the Aquarius, I got the Leo. 
Um, you know, I got the, 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 the Scorpio for sure. Scorpio's in my first house. It's my motherfucking ascendant. <sighs> That's a whole <sighs> enchilada. But, you know, a lot of fixed energy. And with fixed energy comes, like, you know, the sense of, like, stubbornness. And we can be very stuck in our ways. But in that same way, there's a lot of transformation in that because you kind of have to kill a part of yourself for you to be able to evolve, for you to be able to change as a person. So who I am right now in this moment, I definitely was not <laughs> as a kid. I used to be very stubborn, very dramatic. And in many ways, I'm still that way. I feel like the more that I dive deeper into myself and that I, you know, try to put myself out there and talk to these people and make new friends and new connections. And I'm, I'm trying and I'm failing and I'm learning. And, you know, I've met so many people just in last year that are very interesting individuals. And, you know, I'm obviously still very insecure and working through my own shit but um, I can appreciate these people still because they're putting their themselves out there and they're, you know, doing all of these things and it's so inspiring. And, um, you know, thank you. Thank you so much if you are supporting this podcast. But, uh, you know, it's... I feel like the whole point of anything in my life right now is um, trying to trying to be, I guess, reborn. The perfect uh, explanation of this is through uh, tarot cards, particularly uh, the judgment card. I'm rambling. I'm going in a million different ways, a minute, second, whatever, but uh, judgment card. So in the judgment card imagery, give me a second... So I'm back, I'm back, um, but a friend of mine, Natalie again, she actually gave me a tarot card book that has like, uh, that has like definitions and, uh, it kind of just, it describes the imagery, um, of these cards. So the judgment card, um, it's called Key 20 Judgment. I'm going to go ahead and read this, and then I'm going to get into, like, how I feel about it, because I think it's important. Um, so, the angel Gabriel emerges from the heavens, blowing on his bannered trumpet. It's seven bass tones indicated by the seven lines radiating from it. This imperialist, imperialist blast is the creative word that liberates man from his terrestrial limitations. The cross on the banner is the solar symbol of the balances, the balance of forces, my bad. The coffin floats, the coffins float on the sea of cosmic mind stuff, um, which I, you can just consider that as like collective consciousness. 
um, which is the ultimate goal of those dreams and pools that begin in the High Priestess and pass through many forms. Snowy mountains beyond the sea are the heights of ab abstract thought. And then this one's in quotations. The hour cometh and now in which all they which are in the tombs of human belief shall hear his voice and shall rise. This is the reawakening of nature under the influence of spirit, the mystery of birth and death. The man arising from the tomb of world belief is again the consciousness, the woman the subconscious, the child the regenerated personality. Spirit has now fully clothed itself in man. The word has been made flesh and dwells among us. The one who has passed the test, including the crucial last test, is always called the twice-born. Key 20 is composed of two complete cycles of 10, each containing the experience of nine digits, but unlike the first 10 in which one stands before the zero of unmanifest forces, here we find two signifying the life force entered into matter and was multiplied. The power belongs to him who knows, is in quotation marks, and he who knows is then responsible. Therefore, the fool is the one who by effort and suffering has found the secrets of life. Divinatory meaning, a life well lived, a work well done, awakening, renewal, legal judgments in one's favor, a change of personal consciousness, which is now on the verge of blending with the universal. Reversed, weakness, delusion, disillusion, my bad, fear of death, failure to find happiness, separation, divorce, possible loss of worldly goods. Okay, so... What I thought was really dope about this reading here is um, the part where it talks about the man, the woman, and the child. So, let me see. Okay. This is the reawakening of nature under the influence of spirit, the mystery of birth and death. The man arising from the tomb of the world's belief is again the conscious, the woman, the subconscious, the child the regenerated personality so for me um man and woman is uh conscious unconscious uh man is masculine energy feminine energy and the baby is like new beginnings uh rebirth that type of stuff and so in awakening so it kind of stopped recording for a little bit um but what's it called basically what i was trying to get to is that the judgment card for me kind of it's like a turning point you know what i mean um and it's like that fork in the road where you decide which way you want to go do you want to you know keep being on the same shit that you're on you know coming from a place of you know pain um trauma reacting out of your trauma or do you want to heal that trauma heal that pain and move forward with your life and create something more substantial for you in the rest of your life you know it's it's the choice of uh, staying in suffering or uh opting out of it you know and the only way that you can opt out of it is by uh, proverbially 
uh, or metaphorically, me trying to use big words, metaphorically, you know, um, kill yourself, kill parts of you that keep you from your greatest potential. And uh, becoming an entirely new person. You know? And for me, what that feels like is going back to your inner child. You know, it's reuniting with your inner child and deciding, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hurt myself anymore. I'm not going to hurt that little girl inside of me anymore. You know, that little boy inside of me anymore. That, that little human being that was so impressionable and so vulnerable you know and i'm i'm not i'm not going to be the one that hurts me anymore i'm not i'm i'm done i'm done with abusing myself and instead I'm going to care for myself and love myself and nurture myself and you know cultivate all of the ideas and the innovation and the creativity that I had as a child and I'm gonna I'm going to encourage myself to do all these things and I'm just going to do them, you know, because it makes me happy because it, it heals me. It, it brings me joy, you know, and I think that's really important and, um, Judgment is a good word for it because it can be very misleading. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people think about judgment and they instantly think t the connotation for judgment is very negative in my opinion because, you know, people think judgment, they think, you know, being in the court, there, there's a judge, right, that judges you uh, for the crimes that you commit. There's a jury that judges you for the crimes that you commit. There's that type of judgment. But there's also judgment in a societal sense of, you know, people judging each other based on superficial things like what you look like, what you're dressed like, how much makeup you have on, what your body looks like, how you present yourself, how you talk, how, um, how you move in the world what your interests are, literally anything, anything that can be seen and that's material and, you know, that's here on this 3D existence can be judged by another. And it has a very negative connotation, but in the upright, the judgment card is such an amazing and revolutionary card because it, it's, it's a call to change. It's, you know, it's a choice that one has to make about how the rest of their life is going to be. You know, it's, it's, it's so 
it's a revolution is what it is and it looks like a revolution it looks like an awakening it looks like you know bliss like happiness like knowledge community love taking care of each other taking care of ourselves potential being manifested into something tangible I don't know. It's it's just something I've been thinking about and I think it's I don't know. The way that I'm interpreting it feels very beautiful to me and it's like a rel- it's like a what's it called? Rel- is it revelation? It's a revelation. I was going to say revelation. That don't make no sense. Revelation. It's a revelation for sure. Um, I don't want to waste any more of your time. I'm pretty sure this is over an hour long. Thank you so much if you you know, decided to stay this long listening to this episode. I appreciate it so much. Technically, is my first episode. I'm most likely going to delete the other one. Sorry. Or at least archive it because it was a mess. But, you know, I'm actually very proud of this and I don't think I'm going to listen to it. Um, So thank you so much for taking the time. I've probably said that a million times throughout this podcast. (laughs) Not apologizing because I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I love you. You know, if we've ever spoken to each other in person um, or if we've just been around each other, you know, I've observed you. I see how you move. There are parts that I like. You know, I feel like everyone that I've been around this year alone and maybe even last year, in the last couple of years, there are people that I've been around that inspire me that inspired me to make this podcast, inspired me to speak my mind. So, uh, you know, you may not know who you are exactly, but uh, just thank you to everyone listening right now because you're probably going to be the reason that I keep doing this. So thank you so much for listening and uh, hope you I'm already brain dead. Um, hope to see you on the next episode, though. Like for real. Um, this was this was a purge. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I hope you gained something from it. And please, 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 please interact with me on uh, Instagram, Clarity Over Comfort. All right. Thank you. Love you. See you next time. <laughs>